Welcome. You are listening to SIB Life Church Sermon Audio Podcast. If you would like to know about SIB Life, including our online service time, you can join us online at siblife.my. Good morning, church. How are you guys doing today? I just love uh, the weather for the past few days. It's like hot. I mean, like, I, I just love the sun, and it's not raining, puji Tuhan, you know, yeah. So how many of you love the sun? How many of you love the son of God? Name, <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> what? Hallelujah. Welcome home, welcome to SIV Live, right. Um, now, let's open our Bible in Ecclesiastes, uh, chapter 4, verse 9 to 12. Ecclesiastes, this, from Kotba. Uh, chapter 4, verse 9 to 12. I'm going to read from uh, the Christian Senate Bible. Here we go. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their efforts. For if either falls, his companion can lift him up, but pity the one who falls without another to lift him up. Also, if two lie down together, they can keep warm. But how can one person alone keep warm? And if someone overpowers one person, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. Come, let's bow our head and pray. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, uh, it is you who changes hearts and lives. Lord, this morning use your word to open our eyes Touch our hearts, Lord Jesus. You know, we pray, Lord Father God, today, although some of us are familiar with this passage, Lord Father God, but we ask your Holy Spirit to transform our hearts, renew our mind this morning, Lord. Help us to see, Lord Father God, the importance of community, the importance of being together with another believer, another brother and sister in Christ. Thank you, Jesus. So we commit this time into your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, what we can see from today's passage is that King Solomon, King Solomon, he considers the matter of uh, the few verses before this, you know, verse uh, 7, 8, and 9, he considers the matter of work and pursuing riches. What he discovers, King Solomon discovers that this pursuit, pursuing riches, often leaves you alone. He then speaks um, the value of community and friendship, which is where our focus will be this morning. So this passage was not written specifically about, uh, for, for church. I mean, it's not written about the church specifically, but it does speak to the value of community, friendship, and fellowship. And let me tell you, the principles that we're going to learn today is so relevant for our modern world today. Now, hear me now. When we commit our life to Jesus as Lord and Savior, there are two relationships that we need to develop. Number one, we need to develop our relationship with God. It's not only like you pray the uh, sinner's prayer, amen, that's it, that's it. No, you need to develop your relationship with God. It's a continuous, uh, it's a, continuous, it's a lifestyle. And secondly, 
you need to develop your relationship with one another. Huh. There's no such thing as exclusive Christians, only God sees by heart, only me and God, God knows everything. No, 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 no. There's no such thing as just me and God. In SIB life, we believe that our relationship with God is important and our relationship with one another also important. Amen? Because you know why? Our relationship with God is reflected in how we relate to one another. Let me repeat myself. Our relationship with God is reflected in how we relate to one another. If you say, like, hey, I love Jesus, I love Jesus so much, you know, I read the Bible every day, well, we can tell that by the way you connect with one another, with another believer. But Pastor, I attend church every Sunday. Well, yes. Even a non-believer can attend church every Sunday, you know, like just want to study or learn, you know. But we will know if you really love Jesus from the way you connect with another believer. So in today's reading, Solomon describes the importance of friendship and community. Okay? And this, this, this uh, verse from verse 9 to 12 serves a powerful reminder that we are stronger together. Can I hear an amen? Amen. 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 So let me tell you, even Jesus himself, even Jesus himself, you know, Understand, knows the importance of being together with his disciple, with another, belief, uh, with, with another person. So today I'm going to uh, title my sermon in these four words, We Are Stronger Together. Well, we Are Stronger Together. Yeah. For those of you who are new to SIB Life, let me tell you, SIB Life is a cell church, Greja cell, right? Now, you will know more about it when you, when you attend our 10th Foundation of Life. If, in fact, this afternoon, you know, you will, uh, you can ask Pastor Dan, Pastor, why sell church? You know, like, I never heard of this. What, what? You can ask, why is life is sell church? But let me uh, show you a little bit of it. Why is a sell church? In a sell church, we, the pastors, shepherd and disciple our members, not only from, through preaching, not only from discipleship classes in church, but through small group that we call life group. We empower our life group leaders and, of course, young people, you know, you know they, they didn't go to Bible school, no, they didn't preach in front, but we empower them to shepherd our members, right? Yeah? There are times when we, we cannot, like, greet each of you. We don't know what, what your, what's your struggle. We don't know what your needs. Therefore, we empowered and entrusted our life group leaders to help you to grow. Amen? So, say, we are stronger together. All right? So today and uh, next Sunday is a cell emphasis Sunday. So this is something that we do uh, yearly, yeah, whereby we will preach on the topic of life group. Life group. You know, talk about, talk about community, small group, you know, whatever. Some churches say, uh, use, uh, what, uh, connect group, you know, yeah, whatever it is, you know. And, and I, I want you to know why is it biblical, why is it so important for us to be part of a life group? Now, you may, you may not be part of a, a SIB life members because some of you probably here for a few months and after that you will return back to your hometown. But whatever it is, catch these principles. Why is it important 
for us as a believer, as a follower of Christ, to be part of a small group. In SAB Life, part of a live group, right? Now, tell one more time, tell the person sitting next to you, say, we are stronger together. You're stronger together, all right? Yeah? Now, I've attended church since I was uh, a baby. I started serving in church when I was like 10 years old, handling the overhead projector or HP projector. Some of you don't know, okay? This really extinct, that, that stuff, you know? And, and now, today, this year, not today, this year I am 43 years old. So I am a being Christian for so many years. But one true fact about being a Christian for so many years, grew up in a Christian family by both of my parents serving God, let me tell you, we will not grow spiritually if we just attend Sunday service. But pastor, I serve on Sunday. Still, you will not grow spiritually if you just attend Sunday service, if you just serve on Sunday. Now, attending Sunday service is important, important. You know, I'm glad that you are here this morning. But being follower of Christ, it is more than just attending Sunday service. Yeah? Some of you have probably have been Christian for so many years. But if you be honest to yourself, You know that after many years being a Christian, you are actually not growing spiritually. You are still, you are still uh, like living in sin, you know, sin that probably have uh, caught you since you are, you, your, your, your secondary school until today. You say, like, why am I still struggling with this sin? Huh? You know, I go to church on Sunday. You still haven't led a single soul to Christ. Come on, guys. You know, Jesus told us, his disciples, that you go and make disciples from every nation, you know. Pergi jadikan semua bangsa murid-muridku. And you've been Christian for many years, and there's not even one soul. Tidak satu jiwa pun. Kamu datang bawa kepada Tuhan. You still struggle with the same uh, issues, you know, uh, like I said, maybe same sin, and no one to help you. Why no one, nobody help you? Because you don't reach out to people. Now, here's the thing about the pastors, you know, especially during the pandemic, we learned that although we many times, multiple times during sermon, uh, Zoom meetings, WhatsApp, we tell our members, our leaders, hey, we are available, anything just can come and talk to us. But still, there are people who like choose like, no. And then when something happened to them, we were like, what? Not that we are too busy. We offer ourselves to help, but they just refuse. They're just comfortable being a um, Sunday attendees. You know, if you ask most people, you know, what Christians believe, they can tell you that, oh, no, Christian belief in Jesus Christ. Christian belief that Jesus died and, 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 and uh, rose from the dead on the third days. But if you ask the same person how real Christian live, you will get a different kind of answer. But I bet you, very few people will mention about being part of godly community. Very few. 
Now, today, in this post-pandemic world that we live in, many Christians have not shown the world how to do life the Jesus way. A few years ago, you know, uh, we have, we, we, we uh, introduced this uh, tagline, do it the Jesus way. In everything that we do, we do it the Jesus way. Nowadays, we need to live our life the Jesus way. We need people to see what is it like being a Christian in post-pandemic world. Yeah? Many Christians nowadays just caught up with busyness and self-indulgent activities, just like the rest of the world. You know, I'm not saying that we cannot have our own activities, hobbies like that. I, I do have my own activities. But again, on Sunday morning, you know, say like, hey, I thought you Christian, you go to church. No need lah, you know, like Christian, God is everywhere. You know, like people say like, are you a Christian? Because like you, your life is just like the same. You're like, there's nothing significant about, you know, about our, our faith. You know, people, people say like, you're a Christian lah. The way we talk, the way we connect to people in our office, in campus, it's like, I, I don't know, you are not a Christian. I, I don't know, I don't know. But we tell that we are Christians. We should live our lives the Jesus way. And Jesus loves community. Jesus modeled to us. So, today... Let me tell you, church, we are stronger together. I have two points only for my sermons. We are stronger together because life groups, you know, provide support and encouragement. You see, wow, I, I, I am who I am today because of the support of godly people, godly community, you know, uh, how my friends, you know, in, in ministry supported me, encouraged me, you know, Although we are no longer in the same church, right? No longer in Kel, some of them. Most of them are not only in Kel, but we still do keep in touch and remind each other how we started our cell group back then when we are still a student. You know, in uh, verse, verse 9, mentioned just now, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their efforts. Now, King Solomon understood that when individuals or group work together, to improve their connection with one another. I mean, work together like, hey, come on, let's get this uh, life group together, our, our relationship together. Come on, let's just put some effort in it. Come on, guys, come on, let's follow up, communicate, respond. Solomon understands that when people work together, everyone benefits. Yeah. How many of you been in a relationship whereby kamu tepuk sebelah tangan? I mean, like you just like one person like, uh, and then the rest not have been responding to you. Can you grow a relationship like that? No, right? So Paul said, if these two persons work together, put every effort to build a relationship, whew, both of them will reap the benefit. Now, let me illustrate with this. Can I have Elliot and uh, Prince? Come. You see? Yeah. By the way, his name is Prince. Like, really Prince. Yeah. <laughs> All right. If you remember both of them, they are father and son. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, if you attend our Journey of Life, you know, musical, all right? Now, so, uh, let me illustrate this. Okay, both of you sit down. And some of you have done these activities before. Okay, just sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Yeah. Okay, closer together, closer together. And now, you know these activities, right? Some of you have been done this many times. Okay, try to stand up together. Put all your hands together and then try to stand up. One, two, three. 
<laughs> okay, it's, it's a bit hard, okay? Uh, I'm not going to mention the reason why it's hard. <laughs> you laugh, oh yeah, kamu ni, mengejek kamu ni. Okay, anyway, sorry. Okay, now let's, one more time, one more time, one more time, you know? Just imagine this is what happened in a live group, all right? Okay, now put your legs together, maybe like uh, your toes, okay, okay, okay. All right, all right, all right, there you go. You know the strategy, right? I mean, a lot of you have done this before, okay? Here we go, stand up now, two, three, go. Come on, come on, come on, come on. This is what happened in live group, you know? Come on, huh? Come on, yep, yep, let's stand up. Uh, oh, <laughs> one more time, one more time, one more time, one more time, all right? All right, so remember, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their effort. So that means not only prince need to like, let's do this, let's do this. Oh, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, you know, okay, yeah? Now, yeah, you know, physically they are different, okay? Physically both of them are different, you know, that somebody would probably have to do like hard work. But you know, it's not just... The hard work not only being done by uh, Prince, but he himself have to, a little himself have to push himself, right? That's what happened in life group. Nobody like passive, like, help me, Lord. help me. Lord. No, everyone worked together. Now, one more time. <laughs> I love this, I love this. All right? Okay. Now, let's say there's another person say like, hey, I want to be part of life group, lah, you know? I want to be supported. Actually, I'm a bit weak, you know? I'm inconsistent. I can't come to church. You know, sometimes I feel so lazy, you know? Like, okay. So, uh, again, now three are better than two because they have good reward for their efforts. One, two, three. <laughs> 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 uh, not that I'm heavy because the technique, okay? Okay? Not, not that I'm heavy, all right? All right, just to, you know, yeah, it's part, part of it. Okay, ready? Okay, okay, one. <laughs> oh, this is life. Come on, we need to rehearse this, actually. One, two, three. Whoa. <laughs> all right, okay, okay, okay. Because of time, thank you so much. <laughs> we need to work this for second service, all right? <laughs> you know, when I prepare for this, there's a chance oh, easy, easy, senang, senang, you know? Probably, uh, I'm the second lightest, you know. <laughs> okay, anyway, anyway, but you, you, you got what I mean, right? You know, we are recession this year. Cannot, uh, people say that, you know, it's the years of recession, you know, work and study stress. I know some of you, this is like, we are entering the month of February, and then it's like, huh? You don't even feel it. You're like, what? You're so busy, burdened with your assignments and stuff like that. You have family issues health issues, finance, everything. You know what? When you have, when you be part of life group, when you have people to support you, whoo, wow, you reap the benefits together. You know, you, maybe they can't really solve your problem, but at least they will can ease the burden. Amen? Yeah. And I learned this during the pandemic. Someone having a, some uh, serious issue with uh, his, his mental health. So as a pastor, you know lah, I mean, <laughs> like, prepare everything. Oh, I know what Bible verse to say, what everything, everything, and so on. And then, uh, thank God, I, 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 I learned to, like, just to listen first, listen first. So I listen. I'm so tempted to, like, really, okay, 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 I know, I know, I know where he's going with this. I know how to conclude everything. But I sense in my spirit that, you know, God says, just listen, you know, listen, you know. So I listen. After that conversation, right, he said, like, Pastor, thank you. Actually, I think I, I, I know the solution. I just want to 
share it to someone. Woo! <laughs> I didn't come up with a solution. I'm just being there, again, being attentive. You know, like when, when people talking to you, you look at your phone. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 okay. Mm, yeah. At that time, I was like sitting like, mm, mm. but in my head like, oh, I got a verse for this. Mm. But I was like, mm, mm. Sometimes, you know, like when people share to you, right, they ask questions, but not for you to answer. You just like, they ask themselves. You know, uh, I was thinking, uh, how come this happened? Uh? I was like, uh, so I think, you know, they just let him answer himself. So I learned that there is a value when we get together with our brothers and sisters. They might not understand what you're going through, but don't underestimate the power of godly community. Amen? Put every effort to build each other. Some people do come to church, but they come only for themselves. Not interacting with another believer, okay? Don't look to your left and right, okay? Now, let me tell you, if that becomes uh, a pattern of our lives, my question to you, how can we practice Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 to 25, okay? How can we practice that if you are not connected to a life group? The Bible says in New Living Translation, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that they, the day of his return is drawing near. Now, these verses remind us of the importance of community and fellowship in our faith journey. Let me tell you, it's not an, uh, an optional aspect of our life. It is a crucial one. Guys, it's a crucial one. You know? Think about this for a second. If we are just attending church on Sunday and not actively involved, not being part of a life group, how can we motivate another believer? How can we practice this? How can we motivate one another? How? I want to motivate myself. Look into the mirror. Look into the mirror. You know, you can do this. You can do this. Like, you motivate yourself. I mean, yes, of course, we do encourage ourselves, you know, but how can we practice this? In life group, we have the opportunity to show our love to one another. Amen? Yeah? In life group, we have the opportunity to study the Bible together. Oh, by the way, we have our leaders here who um, got married. You know, they got to know each other through life group. Before that, they are single. Like, through life group, like, like, like hey, poo. Like now they got married, okay? So really, really, you know, through life group, you can find your maybe future husband, future, future wife, all right? In life group, we have time to worship together. In life group, we will have time to have fun, fellowship, eat, and even serve together. Now, some of the life group in our church, majority of their members serving. Majority of their members serving. So don't miss the opportunity to practice Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 to 25. Now, some, according to, to, to that verse, some may be in the habit of giving up on meeting together. Memang, like a habit like, uh, like 
I don't want. I don't want to hang out. I don't want to just meet another Christian. You know, I better meet with my colleague, friends, my friends, my so-called Christian friends who are not from the same church, who are who are not also like coming to church like me. You know, some people prefer that way. Let me tell you. You know, from my experience, you know, why some people think that way, choose to be like that. This that maybe because laziness. Lack of motivation, or simply because it is easier to stay at home, easier to do to, to do just what you want to do, when you want to do it, how you want to do it. Yeah, pastor, I want to connect, but uh, when I'm free, I want to connect this way. I want to connect with this kind of people, this group only. You know. You know, some of our leaders, I'm so glad. I mean, our church, I'm so glad. We have leaders, right? <laughs> I just asked, can you connect with him? Okay, pastor. I mean, like, that person is not really extrovert, but, you know, he learned the value of connecting with one another. So sometimes it's like, total stranger. Hey, can you follow up this person? Okay, pastor. You know, really? Because he caught it. He caught it. Yeah. We are called to make an effort to come together and encourage one another. Especially from, from, from uh, this uh, uh, Hebrew chapter 10 just now. Especially as we see the day approaching. What, is, what, does, what does it mean by the day approaching? Jesus returned. So the second, of Jesus, the second coming of Jesus should motivate us to be all the more diligent in our faith and in our commitment to each other. Yeah? <laughs> I believe, if, I believe, if I say like, oh, I just got a message from uh, Gabriel Angel saying that God, Jesus is coming around 10.30. So, uh, guys, better get ready. Like, everybody like, hey, hey, shalom, hey, shalom, how, how are you doing? Can I be prepared? You know, everybody was like, you know, like, oh, Jesus is coming, and everybody will, like, get into life group and everything, you know. Yeah. You know, last year, uh, there's a student who, who, who felt uh, really sick in his abdomen and need to be hospitalized. At that time, I remember I was not in KL, when it happened, so I can't visit him, but thank God for his life group members and friends who came to visit him and pray for him, right? Now, praise the Lord that he got discharged and recovering well. Now, imagine, imagine if he's not part of a life group, like we don't know what happened to him. I just found out, the, me and Pastor just found out, you know, from uh, his cell members, cell leaders, like, oh, okay, yeah. Therefore, the Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. What Elliot and Prince are doing just now, they're carrying each other's burden, and then I, apparently I become their burden, you know, like, like <laughs> Pastor, come on, Pastor, you know. But while they're doing it, they are fulfilling the law of Christ. Now, how many of you carrying your own burden? Of course, we all carry our own burden, we have our own burden, but how about another person's burden. Kau kau lah. You, you, me, me. Wow. You do you, I do me. Like, come on, that's the world, right? But the Bible says, 
when you carry each, other, uh, each other's burdens, you are fulfilling God's law. Do you understand this? Being alive in a life group, wow, we are fulfilling God's law. You know? Imagine if, again, back to that student, imagine if the student is not part of a life group, not part of a local church. The parents who are apparently in, uh, in, in, in Bintulu will be like worried sick, like, like wow, macam manala, hola, and everything. But they're so grateful, thankful. You know, I managed to visit uh, them after he got discharged from the hospital. And they said, thank you, Pastor, and everything so much. And I said, like, yeah, this is our life group. You know? This is what King Solomon said in verse 10. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity. Kesian. Pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Pity anyone who falls and no one to help them up. Now, remind me of this old story about um, a queen by the name of uh, Queen Sunanda Kumari Ratna. Ooh, okay, cool. Right? Now, this Queen Sunanda, she was born on 10 November 1860 and is a, is a daughter of a king, uh, <coughs> Mongkut of Siam, or now Thailand. So what happened? While on the way to the summer palace, the, 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 in the royal boat, she and her daughter were traveling, you know, uh, across the, 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 the lake, I think. And what happened? The boat capsized. There were many onlookers. I mean, orang-orang awam lah, onlookers, who witnessed the capsizing, but they were unable to help. Why? Because there's a law. They were forbidden from touching the queen. Forbidden from touching the queen, like, tolong, tolong. Like, near. But they are forbidden from touching the queen. You know? There is a guard for nearby, but apparently the guard is too, too slow, and all, you know? So, uh, you know, the, the people next to the, the, the capsized boat can't do anything. They just watch. Cry and watch. It's tragic. And, it's, and at the same time, such... Pity. You know, some of us setting rules, like, mm-hmm, I, I, I will only connect with some people. Only certain people can really speak into my life. Only certain people can, you know, uh, rebuke me or advise me. Mm-hmm, you know, don't touch me. There are some untouchable Christians in church. Like, mm-hmm. You know, when the pastors come to you or some of your friends say, hey, can you, you like to join us? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Talk to the hand. Because my hand is only for Jesus. Yeah. Man. Don't set rules. Yeah. You might get the moral support that you need from your non-believer friends. I know, I know, I know. I do have some moral support from my non-believer friend, okay? Yeah. But let me tell you, they can't pray to God on your behalf. They can't pray to God. <laughs> yes, we support you. Hashtag positive vibe only. Like, hey, no, don't listen to your pastor. It's like negative vibe. You know, you can, you can do this. You can do this. You can do this. Hey, don't listen to your parents. You know, like negative vibes. We want positive vibes only. You can do this. You know, but they can't pray to God. They can help you to go further in your spiritual journey. They can't provide you with the spiritual support that you need. 
Tim Keller, this one pastor, says this. The Christian community is a place of healing, hope, and transformation. We are not meant to journey through life alone. Amen? Amen. We are not meant to journey through life alone. Okay, now I want to ask you guys, those of you who are present here today who belong to a life group, okay? We are part of a life group. I want you, right now, you stand on your feet. Come on. Part of life group, come on. Stand on your feet. And now, in two, three minutes, you know, those who are sitting, who are not, maybe not part of a life group, I want you to approach those person, look, the people who are sitting, tell them why you love to be part of life group. Come on, go to them. They're sitting and then tell them, hey, you know, come on, come on. Two, three minutes, go, go. Tell them, tell them. If they're uncomfortable, tell Pastor Wagner, ask me to talk to you. Come on, go ahead. Go, go. Those who are sitting, tell them. Why do you like to go to the, be part of life group? Come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> Move to the left. Left, left side, just tell them. Like, why? Tell them, just, just tell them. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, please be seated, please be seated. <laughs> Okay, okay. Now, some of you have heard from them why they love to be part of their life group. You know, so now I would like to invite you, you know, to come and join our life group. Yeah? Probably you say, like, Pastor, I'm not so sure, Pastor. I know the commitment, the time and everything. Satu kali, just one time only. Come and join. If you say, like, Pastor, I don't feel, I'm, I don't belong here, let me know. All right? Yeah, just join once. So what I want you to do is, you know, the QR codes, you know, the, our church WhatsApp number, okay, the in front of the chair, uh, in front of your chair, yeah, uh, scan the QR codes, type your name, and then space LG. That's it, send, okay, yeah. If you're looking for a life group, you say, like, I don't know where, where, where to start. Don't worry, we're gonna, we, we, we will not, like, randomly put you in any life group, we will ask, find out more info about you. If you're students, we have a life group for students. If you're working adults, we have life group for working adults. If you are parents with children, we have life group for that. Everyone have a life group. All right? Yeah? I just want to at least join our life group meeting once. Then you experience it yourself. So, we are stronger together. Amen? One more time. Say, we are stronger together. Now, Second, which is last, my last point, we are stronger together because life group helps us to overcome life's challenges. Hmm. Yeah? In, back to Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 4, verse 12, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Con- conquer. Three, even better, for a three, triple braided cord is not easily broken. I love this translation from uh, NLT. Now, in this verse, we are reminded of the strength that can be found in unity and togetherness. Just as a threefold cord is stronger than a single strand, we too can achieve greater things and overcome greater challenges when we stand together. Yeah? 
In a world where individualism is often celebrated, it's easy to forget the power of community. Now, nowadays, people say like, no, Pastor, I'm part of community. I'm part of online community. You know, but let me tell you, you know, I've met somebody who like connect with me in social media. Hey, Pastor, but when I meet them in person, like, like I thought we have something going on, like, relationship online, and then when I talk to the person, like, in fact, I know that person, but like, he like avoiding me. I said, hey, but commenting in my social media, like connection, good connection. You see, like, that's not what uh, real community is about. Yeah. Just as a cord of three strands is not easily broken, so too are we made stronger by the support and love of those around us. Amen. Amen. When we work together, we can accomplish so much more than we ever could alone. Now, let's back up a little bit in verse, verse, verse 9. It says, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. This is from the NLT version. This principle applies not only uh, to our personal life, but also to our communities, our nation, and even the world. By coming together in unity and compassion, we can overcome any obstacle, no matter how difficult it may seem. This church, as I believe, being built not by just Pastor Dan or the pastors alone, you know, all of our members and leaders, I remember we painted our church, especially our first premise in Crimson. All semangat to paint, everybody built together. Right? Yeah. Whatever challenges. Small groups provide an opportunity for us to build a deeper relationship with other believers. You know, for example, in life group, yeah. Uh, we remind each other to come for we pray. I know, because people can be forgetful. You know, although we have video announcement, pastor then announce, and then the fall, next week, Friday, huh? huh? It's Friday. Huh? What? What? We pray? Now, so in life group, we will remind each other, hey guys, come for we pray. We will remind each other to sign, for, uh, sign up for discipleship classes, come to serve together. You know? You see, for those of you who are not in a life group, these things might be challenging for you because as a human, we always find a way to do things that benefit ourselves. Hmm, yeah. But remember, the Bible says we are to encourage one another, help one another. Now, in, 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 in life group, I know some of you coming to church, sign up for classes because your life group leaders keep on nudging you. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job, life group leaders, you know. You already sign up or not? Oh, later, later, later. And then one hour hour after that, you already sign up or not? Ah, then later, later. You know, we need people like that to remind us. Amen. Proverbs chapter uh, 17 verse 17 says, A friend loves at all times and brother is born for a time of adversity. Now, this verse highlights the importance of having close friends and relationship in our life. You know, the devil will always try to isolate, isolate us from our community. How many of you know, know that? Know that. You know, I'm talking from my own personal experience. Because he knows that we are an easy target if we are separated from our community. 
you know. The devil will stop every Christian who isolates themselves from their godly community. You know, let me tell you this. Three things. A Christian can become a target of the devil by turning away from their faith, engaging in sinful behavior, ignoring the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and then the devil loves you so much. I'm like, ah, my target, my target. Pastor Wagner, you preach lah, you preach lah, but I know this particular guy not even bother to listen to you like, my target, that's the devil. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, Be sober-minded, be alert. Your adversity, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for anyone he can devour. You know, lions, okay, if you love to watch Animal Planet or animal documentary, lions single out an animal from a herd by using their hunting tactics tactics such as stalking and ambush. What happened was they would isolate and attack a vulnerable member of the herd, such as the young, the old, or any sick individual. That's how lion will attack, and that's how the devil will attack us as a believer. The devil used the same strategy. Try to isolate someone who, like, you know, a bit shaky in the faith. Huh? You, oh, 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 you miss church. Oh, you don't even at a life group. Okay, good, 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 good. I will make you busy. Isolate you from your church. And there you go, John 10, 10. The devil come to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what happened. You know, I got the chance to sit with one of our members last week before she flew to Miri, okay? <clears throat> she just joined us in August last year. And that time, she don't have any close Christian friend, only a colleague who are non-believer who entered the company together with her. So she's looking for a place to stay and, uh, of course, a church to belong to. Long story short, I connected her to one of our members and she found a place or a room to stay in Crimson. Now, before she left the other day, she told me that she's grateful for her house, housemates who are also her life group members who help her to go through the challenges of living in KL and away from family. He, at that time, she was really homesick. Now, she not only gets emotional and physical support, but also spiritual support as well. She's new. Yeah? I don't know what kind of community you belong to today. Is it a godly or ungodly community. But I pray that you will make the right decision today to be part of a life group. And if you already be part of a life group, are you con consistently contributing to the spiritual growth of your life group members? Or are you just passive? You know, like, come on, lift me up, la, pray for me, or, la, me la, me la. or you like... Make every effort to build each other. Let me close with another story, Ken, from our members, one of our members. So, he used to join us uh, when uh, he's still a student, right, uh, many years ago. But his life starts to go to another direction when he started working. He got a good, uh, good job with a good pay, mm -hmm. yeah, living comfortably on his own. 
big bikes, you know, sports, you know, that they ask, like, hey, you drive bikes, ah? can I follow you? Ah? Pastor, it's a sports bike. I don't know if you can sit on a sports bike. Hey, hey, you know, like, I, badang rendah, yeah. But really, it's a big bike, you know, like sports bike. So he said, like, he's living comfortably. And before joining our life group last year, he told me that before this, he don't really hang out or mix with people from church. He's so used to live on his own because he got tight schedule. Okay, after this, after work, you know, I do my own thing. I go to gym. I go whatever I want to do. He already got fixed. You know, like, mm, ah, attend church, attend church, lah. But no, the other things, life group. After church, I asked him the other day, what you usually do before this? What you usually do? Sunday after church. Balik rumah, tidur, petang, go shopping mall, on your own? Yeah, I'm like, just, boom. You know, he only connect with his uh, former church members when he wants to connect with them, when he wants to. Really, he don't really like check his phone or everything. He he exit from any WhatsApp group. Sometimes he just don't want to be part of it. You know, he realized that this is what he shared to me. He realized that although he considered himself successful, doing well in his career he realized that he is spiritually dry. That's how he lived his life for many years until he joined one of our life groups in his church. Now, he's not only part of uh, our life group, but also part of the core leaders and also serving in church. Okay, uh, He's not here today. <laughs> you know? He's a changed person, and I can see him growing not only in his spiritual life, but also in his relationship and also in his leadership skills because we entrust him to do certain tasks. So friends, what's stopping you from making that commitment to be part of life group? Laziness, busyness, insecurities? I know some of you struggle to the idea of, you know, being part of a life group. It seems that there's so much thing on your plate and you don't have enough time for life group or maybe church. But let me tell you, if you continue with this lifestyle, if you continue with this lifestyle, your life will crumble before you know it. That's a devil's scheme. Things that you work hard for will be meaningless. That's what? King Solomon uh, mentioned in verse 7. So just make Jesus the center of your life. Not your career, not your studies, not your business or other things. And to make Jesus as the center of your life means you let Him have the control over your life. You no longer desire to independently run your life, but you surrender your whole life to Jesus and following His lead. And today, He's leading you to be part of a godly community, part of a life group. If you already part, if you already belong to a life group, why not bring your commitment to another level this year? Come on, new heart, new spirit. Bring it to another level. Don't be just passive. Learn to serve your life group members. Learn to serve with your life group leaders. Now, I know some of you might think like, Pastor, what if like, I can't give commitment? What if I fail? I will become a burden to my life group members. You know, so many things. What if, what if, what if, what if? You know? But let me tell you, His grace, God's grace is sufficient for 
each of us. You know, life group, to be honest, life group in SIB life is not perfect. We, are, we, we consist of messy people, you know, people with all our own issues. But you know what? That's how God works. He turned our messiness into something beautiful as we get together, help one another. Amen? So let's bow our head right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Make Jesus the center of your life. Not your job, not your studies, not your relationships, not your goals, not your own comfort. Make Jesus the center of your life. Hallelujah. Let us take some time to do to reflect and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us right now. I know some of you, today is your turning point. God is calling you. Now respond to Him. Hallelujah.
not my studies, not my career, not my relationship, not my problem, not, the, not whatever it is, Lord, Father God. I want you to be the center, Lord Jesus. And you know, Lord, Father God, you call us, Lord, to belong to a life group, to belong to a godly community, Lord Jesus. So, Lord, this is our prayer today, Lord Father God. You will be the center of right now just put your hands on your heart right now on your chest right now tell this to yourself tell yourself that I belong to a community I should not journey my life together I belong to a community Lord, I pray right now, Lord Jesus, as we end, Lord, Father God, Lord, and we reach to the last part of our service, Lord. Before we leave, Lord, I want to pray for each and every one of us who have listened to the sermon today, Lord, Father God. May this word of yours, O oh Lord Jesus, be planted in our heart. May your Holy Spirit remind us of who we are, who we belong to, Lord Father. We belong to you, and as your children, you want us to love one another. You want us to encourage one another. You want us to support one another. Yes, Lord, you are the center of our life, Lord Jesus. You are the center of our life. So, Lord, Father God, I pray right now, cast away any selfishness, Lord, Father God, arrogance, pride, Lord, Father. May all of us humble ourselves, get together, Lord, Father God, despite our weaknesses, Lord, get together, support one another, be part of our life, because we know this is your desire, that is your prayer, Jesus, so that we become one. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I believe, Lord, transformation happens right now, Lord, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. So, Father God, as we conclude this time of worship, we ask that you, for your uh, continued guidance and blessings as we go out from this place, Lord, may your love and grace surround us and May the peace of Christ reside in our hearts, Lord, each and every one of us. Give us strength to face challenges, courage to stand for what is right, and wisdom to make good choices. And Lord, may we continue to grow in our faith and in our relationship with you and one another. And may we hope, may, may the hope that we have in you inspire us to love and serve others. Thank you, Jesus. We give thanks to you. We pray all this in Jesus' name and on God's people's sake. Amen. Come on. Give God a bit of applause. Amen. One more time, say, we are stronger together. Yeah, give high five to your friends as you walk out from this place. Say, we are stronger together. We are stronger together. Stronger together. Amen.
Have a blessed Sunday. See you next Friday for we pray. Tuhan memberkati. Thank you for tuning in to live podcast. We hope that you will be challenged by this message and you will share it with your friends, family member and co-worker. We hope you have a great day. God bless you.